This is Gabriel Ingetz, and you are listening to Toro Town Talks. Welcome to the second part of my interview with Gabriel Ingetz, the founder of Runaway. In this part, you can look forward to hearing Gabe share fun stories about getting a visit from Chris Rock in the flagship Runaway store, about a design of Gabe's that simply turned out to be a dud, as well as what he would think of someone wearing a Runaway shirt and a Make America Great Again hat. Gabriel Ann Gitz is part of American Underground in Durham, North Carolina, also known as the startup capital of the South. This episode of Tartown Talks was recorded at American Underground and is part of a series on the wide range of talents and businesses that occupy this unique community in downtown Durham. Since we already know what makes a day of work really good for Gabe, we'll start this episode somewhere else. Enjoy listening. When you see uh, people wear band t-shirts that they've obviously gotten at Target or H&M, it's hard not to think that they're not truly fans of the Ramones or Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Uh, do you ever see your shirts on people that you don't feel really embrace the true spirit of Runaway? Man, that's a that's a tricky question. Um, so when I first made the brand, my demographic was basically, I would say, like a 16 to 30 year old person who was um, appreciated the arts, you know, probably into like more, you know, sub genres of music. Mm-hmm. Um, basically my friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, but now, at least with the DRM stuff, the Durham stuff, um, it crosses from a newborn baby to you know, a 90 year old person. Yeah. I had two customers come in about a year ago, a 90 year old couple. And they came in, they bought shirts for themselves, but they also bought a shirt for their son, who I think was like 60 something. That's nice of them. And I couldn't even give them a receipt because we do paperless receipts and it was either email or text. Neither of them, (laughs) neither of which they, they had any idea of how to receive that. So that was a little tricky situation, <laughs> but amazing, you know, and yeah. it was so cool. Um, and then, you know, 10 minutes later, you get a you know, 16-year-old kid coming in and buying, you know, steezy stuff for, for him and his, you know, friends. Yeah. Um, so to answer your question, the answer, the answer is no, because the brand's for everybody, to be honest. So and, a Durham shirt and a Make America Great Again hat would be okay? <laughs> okay. Well, in that situation... <laughs> um, you know, maybe not super on brand for me <laughs> and maybe not even for Durham, but you have to realize we're still in North Carolina and that is a Durham is a location with the brand. I've never delved deep into party politics. No, you know, we've never made an anti-Trump shirt. No. Um, am I pro-Trump? No. Uh, am I anti-Trump? Yes. Um, in terms of national party politics, it's different. Now, in terms of like local politics, that's different. Like this local mayoral race that's coming up, I have two really good friends who are running for mayor, Pierce Freelon and Steve Shule. Um, that is something that I'm very interested in. But um, when it comes to the brands in, in, in a national political uh, spotlight, when it comes to Democrat, Republican, that sort of thing, um, you know, I, I'm always been a little wary of that. Yeah. You know, fair enough. Um, which person that you haven't seen in a runaway shirt would you be most excited to see in one? Hmm. I would love to see J. Cole in a runaway shirt. In terms of just like just awesome artists out of the state. And our our you know, our our brand is very entrenched in hip hop. So it's like um 
you know, J. Cole is, he's, he's at the pinnacle of not only North Carolina rap, but just rap in general. Yeah. So if, if he were to embrace Runaway as like a North Carolina brand, um, I, I, would, yeah, I would, I could die happy. Um, have you ever met him? I have not. No. No. Um, if you do meet him, will you bring him a shirt? Yeah, but you know, I always feel weird about that because I, I don't want to be like super fanboy and be right. like, hey man, like, who are my stuff? Can I take a picture of you? Like, I fucking love you, man. Like, I've never wanted to be that guy. Like, what, for instance, Chris Rock came in the store. Oh, really? And this is like when he was doing uh, stand up at Deepak. Oh, right. And I heard he was in town and like he was staying at 21C right next door. So I was like, there might be a chance he comes in. Sure enough, I'm working in the store and he comes in. Were you working every day while he was in town? <laughs> no, he just happened to come in while I was in there. All right. And I looked up and I did a, like a double take and I'm like, oh, hey, Chris Rock. And he's with another guy. Um, did you call him by his full name? Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's casual. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> I mean, I, I could, it would be weird if I called him Chris because it's like I know him, yeah, yeah. Uh, at least personally. Um, and, you know, I was just talking to him. He's a really cool dude. And I thought about, like, I thought about taking a picture of him in the store. But I was like, man, this guy's, like, had that happen probably, like, a hundred times today. You know what? I'm going to try and be too cool. <laughs> Did you pull it off? I didn't take a picture with him. But after he left, I was like, damn, I should have taken a picture with Because, <laughs> you know, and it just would have been really sweet because yeah. I love Chris Rock. And it would have been like, you know, I'm sure on our, our social media it would have been huge. Oh, yeah. You know. Um, did he buy anything? He did not. But when we had our conversation, it was cool because he came in, he said, he said, what, what, like, what is this? And I said, oh, like, we're a, a streetwear or like an apparel and lifestyle brand here in Durham. He said, no, 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 like, what is this? Like, downtown Durham. I was like, oh, um, well, that's a hard question, you know? Like, like, what do you want to know about it? He just, it just doesn't feel like the South. He said it feels, it has its own vibe. And I thought that was really awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was a really cool moment. And, you know, we've had some other celebrities come in the store, but, I mean, he, he, that's definitely the most high-profile person we've ever had. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, with the success you've achieved thus far, uh, how much of it uh, do you feel is the result of careful planning and how much of it is due to sheer serendipity? I think it's a good mix of both. I mean, the brand has always been such an extension of myself and extension of how I interpret and perceive the environment that I'm in, which just happens to be Durham. Now, I've definitely had duds, like products that just totally bombed. What's the biggest one? Um, I mean, <laughs> honestly, okay. Um, I made this shirt that said Durham where weird shit happens. And I just think like Austin was already on the weird wave. And Durham, like I came in too late. Um, and I think also like Durham's slogan is where great things happen. And I try to do where weird shit happens. Mm -hmm. I don't think there was enough of a connect. I don't think enough people maybe knew Durham's slogan. Because it's a terrible slogan, really. <laughs> like, I love the city, but the branding is not on point. Um, it's, it's such a vague, where great things, it's so vague. Um, Could be anywhere, yeah. Yeah. But anyways, that shirt totally bombed. <laughs> the design and everything about it. Um, I even I even tried to give a bunch of this to uh, <laughs> a friend of mine to take over to Africa when she was going on a trip out there. Yeah, you know, just and she refused. <laughs> she, 
she she was gonna take them and she was literally about to get on the plane and then she thought you know maybe i shouldn't give uh these people uh, a shirt that says shit on it <laughs> you know because she's a yeah. she's got a good um you know christian background and i think she just <laughs> she decided against it so they're still sitting in a box yeah so trying to figure out what to do with those but yeah that was um scrap exchange yeah but again like yeah i, I don't know i'll figure it out <laughs> So there's a lot of emphasis on networking these days. And mm-hmm. if you're placed in a room full of your professional peers in a networking setting, none of which you've met before, how do you usually react? I'm an introverted person. No, I can turn it on, but like, um, I'm usually not the one to like go to networking events and try and shake everyone's hand and pitch them on what I do. But let's say in this uh, hypothetical situation. You're there. What do I do? Yeah. Um, How do you react? How do you feel? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, usually first I'm going to go to the food and the drink if it's there. And, uh, you know, get a little (laughs) sustenance, maybe a little, you know, a drink or two in my system. Loosen me up a little. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, in terms of actually networking, you know, granted, I don't like to judge people by how they look, but like if I saw you with that shirt on, I'm probably going to gravitate towards you more than someone in a button-up shirt. I'm going to be like, that's a badass shirt, man. I'm like, bless your heart, motherfucker. Where did you get that? Um, and then we'd strike up a conversation and I, I know I'd be generally interested in what you do. So I would at least kind of take in at face value what people are about and base my decision on who I talk to from there. Um, but again, like I'm not going to be the one trying to meet everyone in the room and give out business cards. Honestly, I'm really bad at carrying business cards on me. I'm trying to work on that. Um, honestly, I think it's weird when I go to those types of things and, and I'll meet someone and they're giving me their elevator pitch right off the bat instead of trying to like be like, hey, like, how are you? Like, yeah. you know, what's what's your real story? Like, who are you as a person? Yeah. Instead of, you know, just trying to get me to buy into your business. Like, I think that's weird. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just casual, you know, a little bit drunk. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on the booth selection. You know, if we got top yeah. shelf liquor, I, I might be on the floor. You know? <laughs> so if you're struggling to come up with a new idea uh, or you're trying to solve a specific problem, what setting have you found to be the most inspiring for you? Hmm. Um, honestly, when, whenever I think, Traveling is a huge part. And if any city I go to, I'm, I'm trying to hit up art museums and art galleries. And that's really going to, is going to be what is like a catalyst for me to really start thinking about ideas. Um, What's your city of choice? If you could only pick one city to go to, to get inspired. Mm. Man, I might say Spain because... Um, that's not a city. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Madrid, Madrid, Spain. All right. Uh, I know when I went to the Prado, I was like blown away because um, one of my favorite painters is uh, Francisco de Goya, and amazing uh, pieces there by original pieces, and um, like his stuff was very dark and almost like haunting, and I find that super cool. And um, and just when I was in Madrid, I just like the, the culture there. Um, Spanish people were just 
so easygoing and like just the nightlife, everything about it was just like so cool to me. Yeah. Um, and but in terms of art, like the Prado was like one of my top artistic experiences ever. Um, cool. So yeah. yeah. Uh, two last questions. Uh, first, uh, a classic. Uh, what's the best advice that anyone has ever given you on business? Um, I would say it is, you know, don't try and do everything yourself and um, surround yourself with smarter people than you. So in terms of giving the best possible business advice to others, mm -hmm. is that would that be the same or do you have a... Um, honestly, my advice to specifically entrepreneurs, I think, um, or people who are thinking about becoming an entrepreneur, I think you just need to like just roll the dice, you know, like you can... Uh, you're never going to feel fully prepared and I never have felt fully prepared, you know, even now when we're doing a new line release or an event and stuff, I, there's always something you could potentially do to make it that much more perfect, but it's never going to happen. So, um, you just need to do it. You know, granted you should want to put out your best work, but you know, just put it out there and see what happens. You know, I just, yeah, take the risk. All right. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. That's the end. Not just of my interview with Gabe, but also of this series on American Underground. There will undoubtedly be more Tartown talks in the future, so stay tuned and hit subscribe if you don't want to miss out on upcoming interviews. This episode was produced, recorded, and edited by me, Miguel Elbeck. The theme tune for Tartown Talks was handcrafted by Granddaddy's Jason Lytle and his robot army. Thank you so much for listening, not just to the theme tune, but the interview as well.